Welcome to another episode of Mastermind.fm with your host, Jean Galea of WP Mayor and WP RSS Aggregator, and myself, James Laws of Adventures in Businessing and Ninja Forms. In each episode, we strive to cover the topics that you, the WordPress business owner and entrepreneur, need to take your business to the next level and the tools that you need to grow as an individual. Grab your favorite beverage and a pen and paper, sit back, and let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Mastermind.fm. I know you're probably shocked to hear my voice, as I am (laughs) barely on any episodes lately, and we're going to talk about that. And with me, as always, is Jean Galea, and you're probably shocked you're hearing going to hear his voice as well, too. How are you doing, Jean? Yep. Uh, hello, everyone. I'm doing fine. Thank you. I just got back from a long trip in Asia, which is partly why I wasn't on the podcast lately. But yeah, I'm fully refreshed and ready to get back into work. Yeah, it's been it's been an interesting period. We've had a lot of uh, guests, kind of guest hosts who have become the hosts, right? Like mm-hmm. these episodes yep. have been going on. You've probably been hearing Mark, who has been doing some interviews, and you're going to be hearing a lot more from Mark. And, and Donica has done some stuff. And, and you've been like, okay, obviously Mastermind.fm has changed in some way, mm-hmm. but nobody's talking about what's changed. <laughs> so we figured it was about time we actually talked about the changes taking place in Mastermind.fm. The podcast we started what, almost two years ago, I think, is what is when mm-hmm. we started this. Yep. I think it was in January around two years ago. Yep. Yeah, so it was, it was, it was a while ago. And uh, mm-hmm. So as we're kind of we're, we're coming up on 100 episodes, I think. So that sounds about right. Yeah, absolutely. So tons of great content, tons of great interviews, great conversations Jean and I have had about our businesses and things that we've been working on. And we, you know, we, we feel like we lucked out on a, on a brand, on a name for Mastermind.fm. Um, and we were, Jean and I were just talking recently about how our interests, not our interest in necessarily in business, we're still entrepreneurial and we're still building things. Um, but our interest in the topics that we talked about on mastermind.fm were waning or becoming more difficult to talk about. And a lot of that is because we're just, as our businesses are growing, we're doing different things that don't necessarily fit in the original kind of vision or goal of mastermind.fm. So we've been talking a little bit about what mastermind.fm looks like um, post James and Jean, right? <laughs> like when, if we're not in it, what does it look like? Because one of the things that I think we've both disagree, and you can certainly interject your thoughts on this is one mm-hmm. of the things that we decided was, and as any entrepreneur, like you start something and you don't want to just kill it. Like, you don't want to just say, like, yeah. it's over. We love this thing. We believe in it. Lots of listeners have enjoyed getting content that that ha- actually impacts decisions that they're making in their businesses. And so mm-hmm. we certainly didn't want to just shut it down. So yeah. I think we're going to talk a little bit about our, our feelings around that and what is in store. Yeah, and we'll be doing most of this live because we've only discussed this kind of briefly last week, but... A lot of the there were some other decisions taken during the week which we haven't yet 
like discussed face to face. So this is a great opportunity <laughs> to give you that really raw mastermind atmosphere once again. <laughs> raw and uncut decision making <laughs> right here on the episode. So the fate of mastermind.fm is actually going to happen right here and you're going to hear it live. Yeah. Um, well, live recorded, but anyway, you, you get what we're talking yeah. about. So, so it'll be fun. So, you know, in the end, we started it to kind of create this environment, uh, talk about our, our individual businesses and things that we've been working on and decisions that we were making and really just work through these struggles. And so we have loved this. Over time, as you've noticed the history of Mastermind.fm, it started to transition and it became more interviews, less of just Jean and myself kind of masterminding together. We would bring in other guests and hear about their expertise and uh, kind of pick their brain on the things that they were really good at. And then after a while, you started to hear less of us doing these interviews and other people started to come in and do interviews. And I think this has been a natural progression of our own um, interests. So let's, uh, Jean, let's start with you, right? Uh, so this yeah. podcast has been kind of a WordPress business mastermind. Although we do talk about mm -hmm. topics that are not directly related to WordPress, you and I both started WordPress businesses. And so our topics have been around WordPress and for WordPress entrepreneurs mostly. Um, how has your, how have you pivoted? How have you changed that has meant like some of the interest in your role in mastermind.fm has changed? Let's, can you talk about yeah. that a little bit? Yeah, for sure. And uh, first of all, I was smiling a bit here because what you mentioned was basically very similar to what the, the evolution of relations, relationships uh, like in couples, you know, because around around the two-year mark is where <laughs> usually the crisis starts to happen. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. All right. Because because first of all, it's like the first part is a honeymoon period where you're learning about the other person, very enthusiastic. And I think the first year was all about me and you getting to know each other, getting to know the businesses. I had the opportunity to visit your office, which was awesome. And then we slowly started to transition after that to interviewing other people and so on. And it ha so happened that part of this transition was our own personal transition. Coincidentally, both of us started to move in onto other things. Uh, and for me, uh, as you've, you've also heard me speak on some episodes, one of them was Padel, which is a sport that I really got into during the past year or year and a half. And that was also part, partly due to my move to Barcelona, Spain. And secondly was my interest in cryptocurrencies. And again, I also had some episodes with, about cryptocurrencies, basically, which James uh, conveniently choose to ignore. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm still convincing him that this is the future. So... We'll do an episode in a year's time about that. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> it's funny. So you talk about this. And I just want to, for all the listeners uh, who are hearing your kind of conversation about this is a lot like relationships and the struggles and that you come to challenges at the two-year mark. And I just want you to know that, uh, you know, daddy and daddy still love each other. Um, 
<laughs> we're not. You know, I, I feel like we're like having this conversation with kids like, you know, we've we've gone different ways. We have different interests and uh, <laughs> we've just learned we can't live together anymore. And that's not exactly what's going on. Uh, John and I are still great friends and we still will be having conversations off air about things that are interesting to us. But they're not always business related anymore. Some of it is just what's happening in our lives uh, and, and things like that. So. It just doesn't make sense to have that conversation necessarily online. I don't think he would be as interested in that conversation in general. Yeah. Um, so it, it's it's not really a falling out or a difference of opinions. In fact, we both came to this conclusion kind of together over time that we were both drifting yeah. away from the the format of this particular show. But we like the format of this show. So yeah. we didn't want to necessarily get rid of that. No, and I guess the two-year mark is not necessarily when people break up. It's just when something has to happen. Either you break up or you decide to get married, maybe. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, we're not getting married, but wow. we're changing for the positive, I think. So. Well, there goes that hope. Jeez. <laughs> Could have broke it to me a little gent- more gently. Um, I've had so many distance relationships. They, they just don't work out, right? <laughs> Barcelona and Cleveland, Tennessee just isn't going to work. Um, okay, awesome. So let's talk a little bit about what our, our vision and hope is for the show as it moves forward. There's There's a changing of the guard that's taking place. In fact, yep. if you've been listening to the last several episodes, yep. you are not going to have a problem with the changing of the guard because for you, uh, it may just be business as usual. Uh, new shows coming out, new interviews. Uh, but uh, Mark, who has been hosting the uh, has been hosting the last several episodes, is actually going to take a more um, upfront role in running Mastermind.fm. And 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 John, since Mark works on your team, uh, why don't you talk a little bit about that transition? Sure. So, I mean, the last three, four months, I think both me and you are kind of uh, thinking what what we should do with Mastermind.fm. And since I was in Asia, I also had zero input on the podcast. I basically left it up to you and Mark to handle Sorry about most that. of the, the stuff. Because I was here, I just left it up to Mark. So it was just Mark. Okay. <laughs> so you, you, you don't need, I mean, I did nothing. So Okay. <laughs> Well, it all happened in a good way, I guess, because yeah. uh, in Asia, I had the opportunity to listen to these episodes that were coming out, and some of you, some of them were actually interviews that you did. Sure. And I, I happened to enjoy them a lot, so I was like, we shouldn't kill it, first of all, because there are good episodes that we've done in the past, and secondly, because like it can go on in a very interesting way, although different, but still very interesting even for me, so... From a purely selfish perspective, I wanted to, to continue so I could listen to the new episodes. Mm-hmm. And so for Mark, why did Mark uh, step into this role? First of all, I think it was a good opportunity for him to you know, do what I had the opportunity to do with you and with all our guests on the show. And it's similar to my story, basically. Mark is also from Malta and it's a small island. You don't get to meet a lot of people. And I think something like this is very beneficial because you can really meet people from all over the world and have these very deep conversations that you wouldn't otherwise have the opportunity to hold. So I think that's where he's coming from. He liked what what this is all about. I think he got, got into it, you know, like 
Uh, two weeks ago, I asked him whether he would be interested in doing it, whether it would be helpful for him. And he said that yes. And so I guess that's the story. Yeah. And, it, you know, I yeah, obviously I've listened to several of his episodes of his interviews and he's doing a great job with that. So I'm excited to see uh, kind of a fresh perspective, too. Right. Like when we came into it, part of us was to to learn from each other and then eventually to learn from some guests. And and at some point we kind of transitioned working on other things and the things that we are learning don't necessarily relate to this show as mm-hmm. much. Uh, but he is actually still in that where we were when we started so it's a great opportunity for him and a fresh perspective to bring in kind of these uh new people and new interviews that you may not have heard and so i'm Mm. I'm actually really excited about it i think it's gonna i think the show is gonna flourish and be great under his uh under his uh new command and uh, we're really excited about it i think it's gonna be a lot of fun and like i said right if you've listened to the like the last you know 10 episodes probably no change for you. Like it's going to feel, yeah. it's going to be, it's going to feel like the podcast as usual. So it'll be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to it. And I think Mark's going to do a great job. Yep. And since we haven't spoken about what you're up to, I think it's your turn to <laughs> share. <laughs> oh my gosh. So this is the struggle for me. Um, I, you know, I, I am one of those entrepreneurs who I love running businesses. Like I love being in the weeds of the business. So it's hard for me. And I do have to transition at times to where I'm doing less involved in the business. But I build things and then I work in them and I work on them and I try to improve them. It's, it's kind of this mentality and, and it's probably a good topic, right? There is, there is a difference between building, um, building the business and building the company, And I apply that kind of same entrepreneurial energy to building a company like I do when I build a product or a business, right? So I have, from the get-go with uh, with my business, have always thought about what does the company look like overall, the company that builds these products and does these things. And so I've always been developing the company. And so... I've just been in the weeds with that. We've made a few transitions, some of them for tax purposes, some of them for organizational purposes. So as an example, for those who have been listening from the very beginning, uh, you know I had a business called WP Ninjas LLC. It was the parent company of our product in Ninja Forms. And in our mind, there were going to be, you know, WP Ninjas was going to do a bunch of WordPress projects over time. And we had a couple. Some of them we let just sunset and let die out. But Ninja Forms obviously kept growing and growing and growing and got bigger than WP Ninjas expected it to get. And it didn't make sense for us to continue with WP Ninjas uh, because we didn't have the same um, focus to build multiple projects underneath that name. So one of the things that we did is we actually renamed WP Ninjas LLC officially to Ninja Forms LLC. And so now WP Ninjas is just Ninja Forms. It was the it was the brand that we used when we sponsored a WordCamp. We sponsored it as Ninja Forms anyway. Um, and it's the only product that it has. Now we may do other WordPress products, and they may come under the Ninja, you know, uh, the Ninja something moniker because we have that brand that's built up. But it'll probably just end up being another division, another company of its own. The other thing that we did is we started a new corporation called Saturday Drive Incorporated. And this is um, kind of our resource management company. So all of our employees uh, work for Saturday Drive. And Saturday Drive acts as a vendor to all of our other businesses. And it provides development support, marketing, administration, legal, all of that stuff. 
as a resource to these other, so these other companies don't actually have to uh, take on payroll and all of the complexity that is with that. One organization handles all of that, and they simply ask for services and get invoice and pay for those services. So that's a little bit of some of the structural changes that we've made, and we have other kind of projects in the pipeline. And uh, so, yeah, that's a little bit of some of the changes that are going on. And so with that, I'm, I've been in the weeds, right? Because like Ninja Forms, um, I think... Uh, Zach Skaggs, who is one of the one really the first person we ever hired in the company, is now acting as the, I guess you'd call him the product owner of Ninja Forms. So he's leading the product development and direction. Uh, you know, we talk about things. I give him, uh, you know, what our direction is as a stakeholder, as the business stakeholder of the business. And I say, you know, this is what we think. This is this is my advice. Here's my counsel. Here's where I think we need to go. And then he takes all that information and looks at what the customers need and what he's hearing in support and what he's hearing, you know, in, on, this, on social media. And he combines that to say, here's the direction we're going to go and here's what we're going to build next and things like that. So he's doing most of the Ninja Forms product work. And we have another developer who's building a few other special projects on the side that we're working on and, and building up. And then so with that, I'm actually working uh, a lot on marketing now. Um, which is kind of fun for me because I don't know a lot about marketing. So it's a kind of a new area for me to learn something that I don't do a lot with. So we're working on content marketing strategies and pay-per-click and affiliate marketing and uh, good social media strategies and, and all the stuff that you might think of that as it pertains to marketing and working on our team and saying, how do we get better at what we do? How do we do more? And what are what are some effective strategies we can employ? So I'm having fun kind of learning all of that stuff. So, uh, I, again, like I said, I like working in the business and on the business and on the and, and on the company as a whole, you know, cultural stuff. So it's been a lot of fun. Sounds awesome. Um, yeah, I always wonder where you find the time to do all this stuff. So I guess Americans work more than. Spanish. <laughs> and I just got used to the lifestyle here. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there, there, there is a level of I sometimes work more than I should, and I'm trying to trying to get better about that. Um, yeah, because been... we talked about this stuff like in earlier episodes, and I was yeah. wondering how you're doing on that. Yeah, I mean, so it's always a struggle, right, to do too much because you have you have all of these aspirations and things that you want to accomplish as a business owner. And there's only so many hours in the day. And I am, I'm still, you know, I, I still go through seasons where when I get home, all that is on my mind is the project that I'm working on and, and I don't unplug. And as long as I don't do that all the time, as long as that's a seasonal thing that I'm energized by, I, that's really what it comes down to. I, th I would say to most people, right, it, is the work giving you energy? Are you energized by it? Because if you're not, that's a problem. But if you are energized by it and you're not neglecting your family or, you know, and, and stuff like that, then I think it's perfectly fine to be driven and work a lot of extra hours because you're just so excited and energized by the project. I, there's, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But I do have a tendency of just kind of sticking and going from one project to the next project. And I never have any breaks where I don't do that. So I'm trying to do a few things. <laughs> Uh, one of those things I'm doing is, I've talked about this a little while ago, I, I collect playing cards, mm -hmm. just like traditional, you know, 52 poker deck kind of playing cards. 
And I've done that for a long, for a while, and I've always wanted to kind of design my own playing cards. Um, whether I sell them or what I do with them, I don't know, right? But I've always wanted to do that, and I've always thought I needed to wait for maybe a better artist to work beside me, even though I can, I have a little design skills of my own that if I wanted to take the time, I could do it. And so I've just decided to take the plunge. So I've been working on just design concepts and uh, working through that process, something that's just not necessarily work-related. It's a hobby. It's something that gets my mind off of things. Um, so I'm doing a lot more of that. I've also been reading a lot more. I've, I've always had a hard time with reading, uh, just cause I never seem to find the time I've been making time for that. So I've slowed down in February, but I'm picking back up again now. Uh, so since the beginning of the year, I think I'm six books in, uh, of, uh, of just complete, totally finishing books. And, uh, I got derailed. What are some bit. of the best ones? Um, you know, they're, they're all decent for their own reasons. Uh, I, I, I read, out because I saw a lot of people talking about it on Twitter, and I thought I'd check it out, the uh, 12-week year, which is really just about productivity and thinking about instead of looking at your goals from a year and trying to plan your year to get something done, mm-hmm. you chunk it down into 12 weeks, which makes your, you make, it, makes you, it makes your days more urgent and what That's you allow yourself to do. So it's, actually, it's really a good book. I don't know that I I could I would apply its principles wholesale mm-hmm. like any book probably, but there are lots of nuggets of really good truth in that that I thought were really good. Speaking of which, I recently bought this. I think you had mentioned this diary where you write every day. Yes. Like what you're gonna do? Is it the best self or was it something else? Your, yeah, your best. I, know se- there are I think it's ones. the best self or your best self is one. Yeah. Um, Basic uh, I think puts out another one. Um, there's a few different versions of it, mm-hmm. but yeah. Right, so I got the best self one, which comes like in a diary where you mm-hmm. journal every day. Plus, uh, and this is what reminded me of it. It has a calendar with 13 weeks, I believe. Yep. So 12, 13 weeks, which you are meant to stick on your wall. And it's helping you to achieve aims for a particular project. And apparently that 12 or 13 week uh, period of time is what we can visualize without like losing track of time as would happen in a year you know you always start the year with lots of projects and they kind of fizzle out as we get towards the middle and the end of the year so 13 weeks i think works really well and yeah, this is what i'm interesting. experimenting yeah I'm, I'm glad you're experimenting with i'm i have a hard time with those um I've, I've tried a lot of them out i have a hard time sticking with them uh three weeks in and i'm like eh, i'm not gonna do this anymore um not everybody's like that, though. For the people that it works for, uh, it works really, really well. So if you don't know if you're that type of person, I recommend trying it. Like, give it a shot. Give it a give a 13-week sprint and see what it feels like to, to organize your goals that way um, can have a huge impact. But, the, you know, the book talks a lot more about not even just the, the, the short periods of time, but the actionable goals that you set up for the, each of those weeks because every – you know, you think of every week like a month and every day is like a week. And because of mm-hmm. that, the stuff that you do during that period of time is more important. So it's a, it's a good book. I, I recommend uh, anyone read it. So I've read a lot of different books like that that are just uh, uh, really helpful. I've been reading a lot of development books like user story mapping for product development and, and not even just product development, but process, documentation, systems development, whatever it is that you're working on, user story mapping is actually, it's great for marketing. Uh, it's, a, it's just a really interesting concept. 
Um, it's it's an old concept. It's not anything new or newfangled or anything. It's just kind of an old ideal idea that uh, we've just been looking at as a company. That and Scrum. So getting into more focused agile development, which we've not usually done. We've not, as our team has grown, when we were small, we didn't really need a process for building stuff because we were small, like it was easy to do. Yeah. But as the team has grown, we realize, oh, we actually need some fundamentals and some processes in place to make sure that things don't fall through the cracks or interruptions don't come or big barriers uh, don't get in our way or we don't get distracted doing things we shouldn't be doing, stuff like that. And so Scrum has been a great way of us kind of keeping focus and working better as a team. So it's just a lot of stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so two points I would like to mention as regards to the productivity, since we started discussing that two things that I've been doing is uh, waking up really early around 5.30 a.m., which is early for me. I know you also wake up early, but <laughs> yeah, I had never managed it. And this happened actually when I came back from Japan. So due to the jet lag, I happened to sleep very early at 9 p.m. So the next day I, I woke up early just because I always sleep around eight hours. So I happened to wake up at 5.30. And uh, so I actually went to meditation and I started. And I think there's something about like starting the day when it's still dark, you know, and getting things like meditation or doing something manual and then having that time to kind of seize the day and see the sun come up, you know, and like, yeah, I'm here, I'm ready, and I'm going to give it my best shot. And it's totally different when you wake up and the sun's already up, the people are out, and you're like, have to catch up, you know, it's always, <laughs> you need more energy to do that. And this is something amazing that I've been feeling every day. It's not like something just for the first day. And it's giving me the like the motivation to do keep doing it you know no so i think that's really that's an interesting point right the idea of starting before sunrise and getting going and and almost i wonder if there i, I mean i don't know if there's been any research or studies done to this but that it does seem like there now that you mention it in that way it does seem like there is this mental load or weight of starting the day and feeling like you're already behind yeah. And there is, I think, this idea of getting started earlier in the day and before sunrise that does give you this sense of I'm ahead of the game. Um, yeah. And it's it's it, it's certainly a psychological, it's subconscious. Mm. It's a, but I think there's some truth to that. I know, like when I was running, I would go out at. 5.30 in the morning and I would run five miles, I would have read, you know, a bunch of, uh, you know, whatever book I was reading at that time. Uh, I would have done some thought work and stuff like that. And the sun would rise and I, you'd have this sense of accomplishment that I have done more before sunrise than some people will do before lunch. And there yeah. is this like mental, like it, it, it builds momentum for the day. Like it makes you just want to mm -hmm. say, what more can I get done? And so I, just the way you phrase that, I think it's really important that it, it does. You feel like you're ahead of the game. Yeah. And uh, I don't think it's about the hour, four, five, six. Sure. Uh, it's more about the, at least for me, it's more about the sun thing. And uh, Another thing is that it also depends on personality. Maybe I I'm always feel I always feel anxious, kind of, and always have too many things going on. And I'm kind of passionate about most of the things that I have on my plate. And 
throughout the day, I rarely feel that lack of anxiety, at least at some level, you know, that's always lurking there and telling me that I haven't done enough, you know, and I'm going to fall back on all the things I want to do. And this really helped me like this, especially when coupled with training, you mentioned training. So if you couple waking up early, maybe doing some meditation and then training and you're still like going to start at the end at the at sunrise that's really amazing powerful it's something i've uh, yeah that's what i'm doing i'm waking up meditation make myself breakfast and do some training before breakfast actually and then i start the day and it's it's it is actually very powerful absolutely and another thing is that since i mentioned that book i always found it difficult to just sit down and write my goals for the day. I used to like wake up. I actually literally jump out of bed. My my wife is always like, "How do you manage to literally <laughs> jump out of bed?" And I'm, I can't get out of bed. <laughs> I just wake up with this crazy energy, like, and it is partly energy and partly like this anxiety, like I need to do a lot of stuff. Let's get to it, you know. So I always found it very hard to sit down and uh, just write what I'm going to do. And I just start banging out emails and I I need to do something, you know? Right. So this has helped me like gain those two hours where I can be quiet, you know? That was really cool. Awesome. And uh, sorry. I just wanted to say, you you know, you talked about this kind of feeling of anxiousness, which I don't think is uncommon, right? For for Mm -hmm. most entrepreneurs, there's always a sense of there's more to get done and I need to get this stuff done if I'm going to take, you know, if this is going to get to the next level or if we're going to have an opportunity to reach this goal or all of these things are running around. And then there's the added, right, it's not just the business stuff, but it, there's family stuff and there's friends and there's just life in general. And what decisions are we going to make about, you know, how we're living in this space or we need this or this needs to be fixed and or we need a new one of these. And right, like all of this stuff weighs on us. Uh, I just want to recommend another book. Uh, since I've, we've been talking about some of the books that we've been writing. Yeah. And specifically to that, um, our, our friend Sherry Walling is, uh, you know, has her PhD, clinical psychologist, super, super smart woman who has written, just released a book recently called The Entrepreneur's yeah. Guide to Keeping Your Shit Together and How to Run Your Business Without Letting It Run You. And I, it's a, it's a, it's just and a, we've had her on the show as well. We have, we've had her on the show and, uh, and, and she's, you know, obviously she's promoting her book, but I'm promoting her book because it's a great book. Uh, and so I just want to recommend you check it out. You can get it on Amazon. I think currently it's like $15.29 for the paperback. It's only $3.99 on the Kindle. So if you're reading on the Kindle, it's super cheap. I, I really encourage you to get a copy. Uh, it, it's It's got a lot of uh, profound insights as somebody who understands entrepreneurship and understands the psychology of the mind, right? So when you combine that idea and that understanding, um, it, it's actually pretty amazing some of the insight that can come out of that and so i just i would encourage anyone who is dealing and struggling through their business and you find yourself maybe on emotional highs or lows or feeling super anxious uh, or more anxious than you think you ought and things like that i would i would absolutely recommend reading this book it's 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 fabulous and so that's my uh my stamp of approval for the episode so <laughs> awesome so i will put that in the show notes absolutely yeah, and another thing I've been actually thinking about as we are making, or we're both making these transitions, is how, 
you know, we're not we're not 20 year olds anymore, but we're still kind of, at least for me, learning about what we really love. And it's always changing. And this is also a lesson I learned during the past year, at least, that even when you think you've achieved the goal that you've always dreamt of achieving, achieve then something starts growing in you, some new interest or some drive to do something different, maybe. And it's always like, and on one hand, it's a rat race, kind <laughs> of, that never has a goal. But I think it's also nice that we have these ever-changing desires and we have the courage to follow them as well. So I think it's it's would be it have been easier for you to just keep doing ninja forms and forget all the ideas. Certainly, it's a good business. It's doing well. Why change and maybe do something else? Same for me. And I think it's something that should be promoted more, you know, because we've we've got this image of entrepreneurs being super obsessive, like dedicating their lives to one thing, which might be good for mm -hmm. some of them. But I think there's not uh, so many role models for this kind of serial entrepreneur, which just keep chasing passions, developing products, having somebody take over, running them. So it's not like them only and letting the product die. It's like what we're doing with Mastermind.fm, created the brand, made the product, made it, made it successful, and now passing it on to someone who can actually perhaps do it better than us, yeah, especially absolutely. in these times. So I think there's something to be said about that as well. Yeah, I think, uh, I, I mean, I think the serious entrepreneur, right, is... That is that is the M.O. of the serious entrepreneur. It's there's always another mountain to climb. There's always a new challenge to face. And, you know, we're not just into we're not into starting things simply because we're trying to provide for our families. That is one reason. Right. I want to provide for my family. I want to provide for my employees. I want to make sure that everyone's taken care of. But it's also because it's a personal growth statement for me. Like, can I conquer something else? Can I can I build something else? Can I can I do the next thing? Yeah. Um, and it. And and honestly, it's just it's a lot of fun to get into new spaces that you didn't know anything about and then turn out, hey, I can actually do this like I can learn this thing. And um, there is, I think, a level of entrepreneurship, uh, maybe, um, you know, the, the hubris of, of entrepreneurship that where we all kind of think there's nothing we can't handle. Right. Like we all we all of us kind of have this idea now. Maybe maybe it's only on the on the outside. We all give off the idea that you put something in front of me and I'll figure it out and I'll solve it. And maybe on the inside, we're like, holy crap, I'm not going to be able to do this. And if I don't get lucky, this isn't going to happen. Everyone's going to find out I'm a phony. Right. There is probably two sides of that coin that are always in always at odds with each other, because I think true. I think true entrepreneurs equally believe they can conquer anything and they are way like outmatched and outskilled for the project that they that, that are trying to work on. <laughs> <Very true. laughs> and I think those things are happening at the same time all the time. We're a little bit um we're a little bit schizophrenic in that like we have these two personalities, the 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 scared uh perhaps the scared child who's like I don't think I can handle this. I don't know enough to do this. And then there's this the hubris and the the ego that says, "No, no, I can conquer anything you put in front of me." And they're always at war and at battle and it's which one we listen to in the moment. And let's and they both offer wisdom to us depending on what we're working on. And I just yeah. think that's an interesting kind of psyche of the entrepreneur. 
for the benefit of our audience, you are talking about serial entrepreneurs, yeah? Yeah, well, yeah, I mean... <laughs> our series, the serial entrepreneurs. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> That's what I'll call you from now on. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally identify with that. And for me, what makes it, what makes an idea addictive is that I don't know much about it. Sure. So it's this mad search of information about how I'm going to make it work, which is so addictive. And when it's working, then it's good. I like it, but it's not that addictive anymore. And that's when I typically move on to something else. Yeah, no, that's fair. I, you know, mm -hmm. recently I've gotten this uh, this bug for some uh, brick and mortar type stores and, and um, kind of retail spaces. Um, because even though I think I have a lot that I know about that space and it would be fun, I think there's a lot I would learn by experimenting in that space. And I think there's a lot that I can apply from that may seem almost um, not normal to apply to a, a physical store from the digital space that yeah. could be almost, in a, you know, maybe innovative in that area and a way of thinking. But I think the reverse is also true, right? Like when I go into a different space, like say a brick and mortar retail kind of environment, I may be able to learn some things from that environment that I can actually bring back up to the digital space that is reverse kind of innovative, right? Yeah. And I'm excited and about You know what, like James? I think since I've also felt this, it must be some kind of syndrome, you know, that the digital entrepreneur tends to feel. So I'd like to put this as a question to our audience and ask whether you've, being digital entrepreneurs, have you ever felt the itch to develop something, some kind of physical product or physical store or whatever? And if you've already made the transition or are doing both, we'd love to have you on the show. And I, I think Mark would love to interview such people who've made this happen, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it's I think it's definitely interesting, and I think there's a lot to be learned from both sides. So I think those would be some fun conversations. So definitely, if you're if you're thinking about it or have done it, let's uh, get you on the show and let's talk about it. Uh, so yeah, a lot of lot of stuff like that's going on. I, you know, I actually want to you know we talk about all these different projects we're going uh, going on, and I think the truth is right. There may be a chance where they that you and I find ourselves back on Mastermind.fm occasionally, either in a conversation between the two of us or. Uh, other interviews that, that we think fit really well under mastermind.fm. So there is certainly a chance that, that we may be back on for things like that. Um, but I know this isn't the end of podcasting for us. Yeah, so for I want to sure. talk a little bit about that as we kind of wrap up and, and kind of close off our, this is our transition period. Let's talk about the future of Jean and James and podcasting and what our plans are. And so let's start mm -hmm. with you. What are some of the, the podcast interests that you have as you transition away from mastermind.fm into other interests? Well, so far I have nothing certain that's, that's to be done, but I've certainly enjoyed this journey in podcasting and, uh, What I know is that my English has lately become really bad, you know, so <laughs> I apologize <laughs> to our listeners. I think it's because I'm living in Spain. I'm talking Spanish every day, so <laughs> the English part has slowly drifted off. Perhaps that's why I should continue podcasting, to get more experience and <laughs> not let it die out. <laughs> But no, I, I think it's actually, it would be good for me to do a Spanish podcast at some point. Um, but apart from that, I'm also thinking of doing a fitness podcast and a crypto podcast. 
And these are basically because it's my two, two of my biggest interests at the moment. And like the same basic thing of why I do most of the things I do, I'll do it because I want to learn about these topics, learn more, interview people who are experts in these fields and have nice conversations, which will be ultimately beneficial for those listening as well. So that's that's where I stand right now. Nothing planned for sure, but those are my goals. That's awesome. So I have a feeling you're going to be seeing some podcasts uh, come, Jean, come up with some podcasts that uh, I'm sure uh, Mark maybe will be able to throw throw some uh some notifications for everyone on, on mastermind.fm when they come up. Yeah. Um, and I know you, and you, like you said, you have some stuff you want to do even with your businesses, right? Uh, WP mm-hmm. Mayor uh, podcasts and things like that. So there's a lot yeah. of, there's going to be a lot of good content from that as well. Um, on my end, uh, I don't have any new things started, but I do, I did start a podcast last year. Um, it, it's changed over time. And so I'm going to pitch it the way it is now and the way we're doing it right now. And it's been a lot of fun. We're only five episodes in, they're all available, but I have started a podcast of local entrepreneurs. So it's myself, my business partner, Kevin Stover, uh, Jeremy Moore, who runs, uh, who owns a bunch of physical coffee locations, uh, and does a lot of a lot in the coffee space, and then I have a friend Rob Alderman who runs some basically marketing PR firms, uh, Social Joey and the Alderman Group, and does and does so very successfully. So it's a lot of fun. It's a kind of a I, I, I kind of call it an ensemble cast podcast. It's called Adventures in Businessing. Uh, you can check it out at AIB.FM. We have five episodes live right now of the new cast, and we're doing them every week. So every Friday at 12, we record and put them out over the weekend. And it's been a lot of fun. So you're going to get a lot of insights. We talk. It's probably about 30 to 40 minutes tops that we talk. Uh, we give some recommendations. We talk about a topic uh, that touches entrepreneurship. We talk about current events and you know business culture and things like that. And uh, I think it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of um, humor and joking around uh, around these topics. And so if you're into just listening to other entrepreneurs kind of hash through some of these entrepreneurial ideas, it's not like mastermind.fm, right? It's not, it's not as much digging into it, a specific topic. It is more or less different perspectives of entrepreneurs, digital services, digital products, physical products. And how we all come at these these topics in different ways, so it's a lot of fun. But it's AIB.FM, and I'll be podcasting over there regularly. And uh, and like I said, uh, I probably have some other. I I actually have the kind of the podcast bug in me right now. I bought mm-hmm. new equipment for our studio, and I've been thinking about how you promote how to promote podcasts and and better recording techniques and all of this stuff and editing. I found some great tools for editing podcasts that are really interesting to me, and so. Um, I've got the bug. I kind of feel like I want to do some more podcasts uh, of different topics, but I don't know what they are, and I don't know who I would do them with because I don't know that I would want to do them solo. So at this point, every other podcast is just an idea in the back of my head, but AIB, uh, AIB, AIB.FM is, uh, is live and strong. So mm. that's what's happening on my end. And Actually, I think, I guess some listeners would have uh, been with us through the whole journey and might be thinking of starting their own podcast. And last time we were talking about equipment and how your equipment has uh, evolved uh, with time. And yeah. I found that very interesting. So if you could maybe describe what you've got right now in maybe five minutes, I think that <laughs> okay. <would> be <laughs> I'll do the best that I can. Starting with the red and black. 
<laughs> uh, cardboard box. <laughs> yeah, like if you've been with us, you knew, you know, I started with, uh, I think it was a blue snowball um, mm. microphone. And I, I took a, one of the rooms in our office space and put like this really thin foam on, you know, all the, the walls, like just a few little squares, not a lot. And it didn't actually improve the sound. I upgraded to a Rode Podcaster and used that for a little while. Um, and then I realized I really wanted to go all out. I knew I wanted to do some more in-studio in recording and stuff like that. And so I took this room and I covered it ceiling to floor in two and a half inch thick foam. Uh, it's kind of a red and black checkered walls because I didn't want to just look at black walls all day. So we we checkered it up a little bit to make it a little more visually appealing. Uh, sometimes you might have, go have vertigo when you walk in here at first, but you get used to it. Uh, then I bought a whole bunch of equipment and we bought uh, some expensive stuff. So the truth is, right, like if you're doing a podcast, you do not need my setup. Uh, my setup is over the top. Uh, I'm just going to put that out there. But we have four SM7B microphones. Um, these are, you know, uh, dynamic mics that are hooked in through with XLR cables into a micro into like a, a soundboard or an audio interface. Uh, so we have four of those that go in. I have another channel that I use for sound effects and intro and outro music. So for AIB, we don't do any editing. We just play all of the intros and outros while we're there at the show. And then, you know, sometimes that's, what I'm... Sorry, that's from the soundboard itself? Well, it's I use an iPad and an app for the soundboard sound okay. effects, and then that gets piped into the, the soundboard. Uh, and what's in, the soundboard? And the mixer I use is uh, uh, um, uh, Personas... It's a Studio Live AR12 is the actual board I use, uh, mm -hmm. but Personas is the, the is the maker. It's an audio interface and a mixer. It sends all the individual channels into uh, my computer, and I can record those channels separately, and I can record the main mix, which is actually what I use. I was always so big about I need all these individual channels, but now that I have things mixed really well, I usually just take the main mix, uh, and do a little bit of editing, which is usually like take a snippet from the middle of the show and bring it to the front to lead in. And that's it. And I send, and then I actually use a service called Auphonic. If you've not heard of it, it's A-U-P-H-O-N-I-C, uh, I believe, .com. And it will actually handle all of your leveling and, and uh, equalizing of all of the audio. It's, a, it's an amazing tool. It's worth it. Uh, you get like two hours free a month, but if you pay for it, you have like 10 hours. Uh, it's, it's crazy. But it's a really, really good service. Um, but that's kind of my setup. And so now I have a standard computer that's in the studio all the time, four mics hooked up. And now I have this setup too, where I can bring Skype. So right now we're recording and John is coming from my laptop into the mixer. And then I'm doing what's called a mix minus where I'm sending back to him all of the channels except for him. So he's not hearing himself echoed and I'm recording the kind of the master mix. And so it's a really cool thing. And actually, what's actually come out of this, which is kind of fun, is since we have this studio in Cleveland, I have uh, a bunch of either friends, you know, well, friends have started podcasts. And so there are a few podcasts that have come out of me building this studio originally for Mastermind.fm and then uh, moving on to doing AIB. And now a few other podcasts, just to kind of give them a shout out, right? There's a podcast called The Punnery, and it is a comedy podcast about, you guessed it, puns. It's a lot of fun. It's hilarious. You should listen to it. It's getting a great big following. Um, it's, it's, a, it's hilarious. So it's called The Punnery. Uh, another podcast you might like is $5 Film. It's a 15-minute podcast 
Uh, it's basically if you like if you like movies and you like tacos, you will like this 15 minute podcast. It's pretty great. Uh, they give a, they give a one to five a zero to five taco rating on movies. They talk about the movie, why it's good, and then they talk about tacos and they wrap it up. So it's a lot of fun. And if you like podcasts that you can listen to quick when you're in a hurry and you just want to listen to something short and bite size. A $5 film is a great show to listen to. And I have some others that are getting ready to start up using the studio. So I think I'm going to have to start charging people and I found my ne- my next business. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's studio rental. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's all that's going on on this end in podcasting. <laughs> so yeah, and if you want to keep it simple, just what I have on my end is basically James's x-road uh, microphone which yep. he kindly gifted to me uh, before that i used to use an atr one something 100 something you'll certainly find them because they're super popular for podcasting both of these microphones are excellent they're not not that expensive and then i just use one of these arms what are they called james this Oh, uh, yeah, these boom mic stands. They usually you boom can, mic stand, yeah. yeah, you can drill them into a desk or just clip them on the yeah. end and they work really well. Yeah. So, yeah, my setup is just an IKEA desk, this boom <laughs> mic <laughs> uh, clipped onto it and the microphone, and that's it. And hopefully, I'm sounding decent enough. Thanks yeah. to. <laughs> James's magic board. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I, you know, it, it's funny. For a while there, I spent a lot of money, and I didn't feel like I was getting that quality of sound that I should get out of the money that I spent. Um, I now finally think I'm getting there, where I'm like, okay, now things mm. are starting to sound like I, like I actually spent the money that I spent. <laughs> and what about the iPad? Is that an app that you use for the sound effects yeah it's hard to find them there's not there's not a lot of great ones out there right now um so i i spent a lot of time and bought a lot of apps that just didn't work Mm -hmm. trying them out um and i don't have my ipad in front of me so i don't remember the name of it off the top of my head um but if you just search soundboard you'll find a few of them the one i use is a is kind of a purple icon uh looks like a purple play button i think and basically it's a it's like a, a sound bank you just load up all your audio files, wave or MP3 files that you want. And then at any time you press a button and they play through your board and every, you know, everybody hears it. And so the reason I like it, like for playing intro music and outro music or segment changes, um, everybody feels the energy and hears it. And you're not trying to edit that in later and make everyone like Mm -hmm. feign that they've come into a new segment. Everybody (laughs) knows they're listening to the music, right? So that's why I like doing kind of the, that's kind of my, I I like podcasting like radio, like do it live on the spot. And if you don't get it right, that's being human and that's okay. Uh, But, you know, laugh at it and move on. Yeah. And it's worth saying that this is the first episode that we're kind of doing live with basically no editing right yeah yeah this is this is our so. first our, our first episode doing it and our last episode that's yeah. kind of weird but yeah <laughs> i'm interested to see how it will sound yeah me too and i apologize if it sounds like crap <laughs> it's all my fault <laughs> i must say doing this show at I've got like an itch to continue it, but <laughs> I know, right? Like, well, you know, it's funny because that was the energy that that got us into it. Like, we were having these yeah. conversations in the beginning, and we were like, we should just do this on a podcast. And then we stopped having these conversations, and that's you know. Anyway, you'll probably be hearing more of us in in various ways. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't, this isn't this Take isn't retirement. this isn't goodbye. This is until next time. 
<laughs> you know, kind of do one of those retirements, like Michael Jordan and all these famous guys. That's true. And we come back. Come and back here. No problem. <laughs> or, or we switch over to baseball and we're terrible at it. You know, one of those things. <laughs> yeah, I'm switching to padel. I'm terrible. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, I see your Facebook posts. All I see is how you're winning everything that you do. Um, now, granted, you may not be posting where you've lost, but you, you're, <laughs> but you, but you seem to win a lot. <laughs> yeah, I won't comment much on that. But I'm still, I'm still training hard. <laughs> awesome. Well, we're right, we're right. Uh, so, yeah. we're getting long. We're getting a little bit long, so it's probably a good t- chance That's place all, for us to, to wrap up. <laughs> uh, so, as we wrap up, John, any closing words for our audience? Yeah, I mean, I, first of all, I thank all the people who are patiently listening to us, and perhaps, hopefully, they learned something from our conversations during the past two years, and we always say that we'd love to see comments, but I especially love to see some comments now that we're kind of transitioning and closing off this first part of this journey and i'd love to see what people think about what we've done over the past two years and what they're looking forward uh, in the future so that mark can also take some cues from there and use them to deliver the content that you guys want and that's it from me thank you all for listening and thank you james for embarking on this journey for with me because it, without you it wouldn't have been possible so thank you very much for that well i appreciate it and i thank you for uh for nudging me along to do it it's been a lot of fun and i probably wouldn't have the studio that i have or any of like what we've been doing in this range without it and so i appreciate it and obviously our friendship has grown over time through it and that's probably the best thing that comes out of something like this is to be able to mm-hmm. walk away and say i've made a lifelong friend who even after the podcast maybe someday does officially close uh the friendship can last forever and that's that's all very meaningful to me um but yeah yeah, I, I definitely would say that we're in a transition and things are changing and there's a changing of the guard. And as Mark takes on the show and you start hearing more from him, I'd really encourage everybody, if you've left a review over a year ago, you get to leave a review again. Come back and say how the show, like how has the show been impacting you? Uh, let Mark know how you're feeling about past episodes that he has done and uh, show the love because that's what helps podcasters continue on. Uh, podcasting can be lonely in the sense that all we do is shoot our voice out into the air, you know, into the digital space and don't always get feedback from our listeners and what they think about the show. And so that can sometimes make it hard to continue. And if you want a show like mastermind.fm or any podcast that you listen to and love, Yep. Be sure to leave a review, send out some messages on Twitter and, and let them let them feel the love and feel the fact that you're listening because nothing will motivate them more to put out great content for you each and every week than hearing from their listeners how much you love the show. So that's that would be my plea as I think more about podcasting and what motivates me as a podcaster. And it's that when I hear that people are being impacted by the things that I do, it means a lot to me. So give make sure you give Mark a shout out. I know he'd really appreciate it and uh, i know the show as a whole would appreciate it because it also helps other people find mastermind.fm or whatever podcast you listen to those reviews help it kind of raise up uh, the profile so other people can can discover it easier so leave those reviews send those comments send out that social media love and uh, everyone will love it so i just want to say thank you 
to everyone who's been on this journey with us. I hope you continue to listen because I think what's in store is going to be some really, really great content. And uh, and if you do find withdrawal uh, of hearing my voice, please head on over to AIB.FM <laughs> and hopefully we can give you your fill there as well. Um, but with that, I just want to say goodbye. Thank you. If you'd like to get in touch with me, you can do so at James Laws on really all of the things. And Jean, how can they get a hold of you? Yeah, these days I'm mostly on uh, my own blog, jeangalea.com, and on Twitter. So those are the two main places where you can get a hold of me and read whatever I'm, I'm doing, basically. Awesome. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of Mastermind.fm. This is not the end. It is only the beginning. <laughs>